Kim and I are comfortably seated for and ready for a new episode of Pursue Podcast. Uh, today we're finally diving into a sport uh, we're yet to talk about on this podcast. Uh, track and field is one of the biggest sports in the college arena. And with us to tell her story, we have a North Park University alum, Elisa Grongrud. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's about time we get a sprinter on uh, what are Norway's fastest uh, runners, sprinters, uh, and to talk about, you know, when I talk about, think about track and field, I'm always thinking US. That is, uh, they're so good, they're so fast, they're so strong, they can uh, jump so high. I mean, it's uh, it's a natural move for for others to go there and develop. And you you did the move. Yes, indeed, I did. I started there in uh, 2017, I believe. Yeah, and the level of track and field there is very very wide. You have the athletes that go to the Olympics too, as well in the Division One and then Division Two, and then you have Division Three. Um, where I was at North Park University. You have you have so many people competing, and it's it's a lot of fun compared to uh, back here in Norway. Track and field is not the biggest sport, so it's very different. Yeah, because you do have the whole range there. You mentioned the different divisions, and there's you know you have Division One, you have Division Two, you have Division Three, you have NAIA, you have junior college, the two-year schools, and it's just an incredible amount of athletes and, and high-end athletes in, in all the divisions. Uh, we looked at some stats, and I, I don't remember them uh, of by heart, but you know, if a certain school was competing in the Olympics, they would place high up on the nation's count on medals if that school was a nation. You know, it's just uh, that at the highest level, this is the way to go. Uh, and, and probably that also filters down than to to others that you know they don't have ambitions for to to become an Olympian, but you can still compete and get get much better by doing it. Uh, what what was your reasoning, Elisa, for 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 trying this adventure? So uh, if I go back to after high school, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I decided to I wanted to move to Australia or US. So first, I moved to Australia to try different jobs. Uh, I wasn't motivated to start studying yet. And I ended up living there for nine, ten months. And in the end of that journey, I really wanted to go to the U.S. because I had a couple of friends um, being student athletes doing track and field. And I asked them, like, hey, can you tell me about being a student athlete? Uh, and they told me everything about it. And that's when I really got tempted I was motivated to go back again. Um, and so that's when it started. So I contacted uh, CSUSA. I got in contact with Marcus. He was my consultant. And he he did his bachelor, I mean, master's degree in uh, uh, business at North Park University. And he told me all about North Park. And uh, before I went there, I didn't had. Uh, so the process was very quick. I didn't have a lot of months until 
uh, I had to leave because I really wanted to start in January. So in that, uh, in the fall, I was trying to, to find schools and I did get uh, two schools, one in Pennsylvania and then North Park that uh, I could go to. And when Marcus told me about North Park, I, uh, I decided to go there because uh, he talked me about it's a really good school. They have track and Chicago is the biggest, third biggest city in the US, so why not? Yeah, well, I've been on the North Park campus, and it's uh, in Chicago. It's a it's a really fun place to be. It's a uh, very different from coming from you know uh, small Scandinavia or you know there's some bigger cities in the U.S. But Chicago is just a massive city. Uh, but it's interesting that you and I think a lot of the student athletes that we work with, they are a little bit unsure. You know, after graduation from high school. What do you want to do? Some, they might have started this process and known for a long time that they wanted to do it. And then just go, you know, they graduate high school in, let's say, June and then immediately start in the U.S. in, in August for this fall semester. Others, Truls did this. He uh, did a gap year. You did a gap year, a very different gap year maybe than to, to many. You, you actually traveled half around the world to Australia and, and got jobs and experience, worked on your English, that helped, uh, and then you were ready to study. Uh, do, do you think that w w that year in Australia was that, you know, you started exploring the world then, and that just gave you more of a, yes, I have to try another part of the world to, to see it and, and experience it? Yes, that's exactly what happened. I was also training uh, but I, did, I wasn't competing in track and field, but I really wanted to go back to it and uh, seeing a different kind of culture in a new country, living where nobody knows you. I wanted to do it again, and I wasn't ready to move back to Norway, so that's why I decided to go to the U.S. because it's so big, right? You have so many opportunities. Exactly, and beforehand, you know, you spoke with Marcus and you, you started the process you know, ideally you have a bit longer than you did. It was more of a, a bit more rushed process. That is still possible to do, but you know, the, the more time we have to help, the more spots there are, the more scholarships are available, uh, and you can spread out this, uh, this administrative process that is also a very big part of going uh, over a longer period of time. So th th that's, uh, there's so many <laughs> scenarios and we've seen them all but uh, generally a bit more time than you had would, would have been uh, good but I mean here it turned out to be a very good move for you to go to Chicago uh, but, but how did you find that process of going to the States uh, you know how, how difficult was that or was it something that, that you didn't expect when, when, you, when you actually did it well uh, first, I didn't expect it to be so much paperwork. And, you know, as you said, uh, I wouldn't recommend anyone to, like, rush through the process uh, when you're going to the U.S. because it's a very big move. Um, but I I managed to, to do well. I have three amazing years, except the first week was very... Um, very different because I have a little bit of culture shock. So when I arrived, uh, for example, there was a lot of information. It's a lot of rules. You're living in a dorm and they have certain rules you're going to follow. And then at school, 
we had, for example, a class called Bible study. You had to read the whole Bible, 2,000 pages in English, and you haven't read a single page before. That's really, it's a lot to take in. It can get really overwhelming. And the practices was very hard because I wasn't in my best shape. So uh, the, we had some uh, 300, 400s running, like all out. And I remember I only did like two of them and then my legs started to die. And you know, it's your first practice and you really want to impress the coaches. Uh, and I just had to blame it that, uh, oh, I'm so jet lagged and you know, I'm getting sick, you know, like, cause you don't want to say that you're out of shape because it's seasoned and you're going to impress. Um, so everything was very overwhelming. And um, in, in the dorm, we have like a kitchen downstairs. And I asked them if they have any equipment to make uh, to make dinner, for example, because it's important when you work out a lot, you have to eat a lot, right? And and I asked this girl, and um, I said, yeah, where do you keep it, all the kitchen stuff? And then she told me, nah, we, we don't make dinner in America. We just put it in a microwave. And then, and then I was just thinking, like, how, why, what do I do now? So everything happened, like, in a week. Um, where, where can I buy a microwave? Was your next question, <laughs> then I take it. But that was it, just because one said that, it doesn't mean necessarily it's, it was the case because uh, they, do, they do cook dinner, and uh, but some <laughs> might use the microwave. Uh, but after that week, you get to know the professors, the coaches, the team, and everything else. and. Everything changed after you accept the cultural difference and you accept how that people are very different from home and, you know, you get used to it. I think, yeah, I think a lot of us can, you know, relate to, to that first week when you touch down and, and everything is different. But that's, like I keep on telling the clients that I have and that have gone over that that's one part of what you wanted to do, right? You wanted to travel over and, and, and see a different part of the world and you wanted to get to know a different culture. So you sort of have to embrace that week as well and, and, and just get used to it because then after you get through that week, like you said, it was the three best years of your of your life. And 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 that for many has been you know, been a fact and, and been 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 true. If you've gone through that first week that's a bit tough and then after that it's it's a lot of fun and, and a lot of cool experiences along the way. But you also learn how to cook. Yeah. You know, many people, that's part of growing up. You move away from home. And yeah, some might still do some of those microwave uh, dinners. Uh, I, I did very few of those. Yeah. Not the best dinners, in my opinion. So you, you do also grow up and learn. You you know, you go in food shop. You If you live off campus, especially, where, you know, you're in an, in an apartment and then you... You have to make your own food. I mean, there's some, if you live on campus, there's also, you have like a small little kitchen in your apartment maybe, and then you could go and eat in the school cafeteria, and then it's super easy, right? You just show up. There's the all-you-can-eat buffet, very American style, uh, and everything you can think of there, uh, from salads to to burgers and pizza. So and, and ice cream for dessert, of course, if you wanted to. Uh, as athletes, we had to be you had to be a bit careful with that, uh, right? To get in, you talked about shape and getting into shape. That's quite important. Um, but it, it's part of growing up. I mean, if you were studying away from home, you would also. I mean, I, I don't know how. Uh, 
many people are probably used to being served dinner from your parents when you're still uh, maybe you've helped a little bit but par part of that regardless if you're studying in the US or not you it's it's part of the learning experience yeah but but it, you, you talk about how important it is as a student athlete to 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 be ready and to be you know you, you of course you the, the the season for track and field the competition they start in January it's indoors first and then you eventually get outdoors in 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 say March and there's a lot of competitions right away typically if you if you would have started in fall uh which is like the, the the most common term to start that is in say in august and then you do a semester then you would do more like the basic training but you were starting in january and you're straight into competition season so uh maybe also the culture shock a little bit because you were not maybe ready for that yet but you you quite quickly found your feet and and did well there what 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 did you really need to focus on in the beginning there? Well, um, when I arrived, I, as I told you, I wasn't in the best shape. And so the practices was really hard. It was a lot of running, a lot of lifting. So I got injured really quickly because it was hard for me to adapt to the training when I was used to a certain kind of training back in Norway for many, many years. And so... The good thing about in, being injured is that they have the athletic trainers that works as a physiotherapist and they, uh, they help you and they're available every day. It's free. You can go there. You can spend like three, five hours there and they will help you with anything. And um, so that helped a lot being with the athletic trainers when you're injured. But it took actually maybe a year or two until until I got used to the really hard training and, you know, that type of training. Um, how, how does it differ from what you were used to back home? You, you're you a sprinter <laughs> and you you also did, uh, so you do 60 meter indoor, you do you do 100 meter, you also do hurdles, 200 meter, and you also competed a little bit in pentathlon and heptathlon. So you, you did a lot of things, but you're t you are a sprinter, you're fast. Yes, well, <laughs> try to be. So my favorite event is hurdles, 100-meter hurdles, 200-meter hurdles. In the beginning, I did the pen and the hack, which is uh, five and uh, seven events, uh, which is real fun, but there's one thing I like, and that's the 800 you have to do. Uh, that's the last event. It's too too far. <laughs> uh, yeah, you uh, can't sprint 800 meters. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough event. So uh, after a while, I just wanted to focus on the hurdles and maybe some throw events because I also like that. Um, and after maybe one to two years, we got used to, you know, in Norway, we focus a lot of, of, on technique and we do a lot of sprinting as well and lifting. But in the U.S., it was a lot of heavy lifting and it's a lot of, a lot of sprinting. You can sprint for three, four five days a week and that's really tough training um but that's the way they do it and they they lift really heavy um so that's the biggest difference from uh, the workouts in norway and they have longer we could work out for three to four hours uh, without any break here we we might split it up and have 
two two to three hours, and then sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the in the evening, depending the week and the, the coaches, of course. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of heavy lifting and heavy sprinting. <laughs> but how did that improve you as an athlete? So I think I got a lot stronger and I got faster and faster uh, after the two years. I got faster and faster for every every meet. And, you know, when you compete every single weekend, I think from uh, January to March is maybe like seven seven, eight weeks where you're competing every weekend. And it's a lot and it's going to get really busy, but it's a lot of fun and your body gets used to competing every weekend. So um, so we kind of say that we compete ourselves into shape. So we're always in shape where we had the biggest events, the track meets, which was uh, CCIW, the College Conference of Illinois, Wisconsin. And that always happened indoor. It was in March, in the late March. And then it was in outdoor, late May. So we always like training really hard. And then that was the two big uh, track meets at the end of the indoor season and then the outdoor season. And then after the season is done, your body is completely uh, almost like broken. Because it's been uh, dealing with a lot of hard, tough training. Not, not every day. We have some light days too. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, um, I guess, also one of the reasons why they produce so many good athletes in the track arena there that it is, uh, of course, a, it's a regime that is uh, challenging, uh, but it does produce a lot, a lot of results for a lot of, a lot of student athletes. Uh, and you have to really push yourself. Uh, you know, this is, um, of course, each each. Uh, event that you do I mean you did several but you, you really wanted to focus on the hurdles but I guess it's different for for, for you know the long distance runners you know the in, in the fall you have the, the cross country runners that are running 5k 8k you know you also have a big team uh, that you were part of you were just a uh, small but important part since you were a hurdler uh, but but all the other ones on there. How, how is the atmosphere, and and how differently were you training with your teammates? So the atmosphere was. So on track meets, the most fun. It's on track meets is a long meet. We start. We take the bus at like maybe seven or eight, and then we go, uh, and then we are not maybe back until like six. At night because you have to stay and watch everybody on the team compete as well and it's since there's so many events in the track and field we have throwers and jumpers and runners uh, it takes a, a lot of time but it's so fun because we cheer for each other and uh, and um, you have like a really team spirit even though it's a individual um, sport you have really the team feeling and also at the practices, you meet, you're, you're really social, you have fun at practices. They, you have schools uh, that I've read about and, and heard from uh, other athletes that that really serious. The practices, you, you're not allowed to laugh. But um, but here, since maybe it's a Division three school, and uh, we had we were coached by assistant coaches, which means they are a bit younger than the head coaches. Uh, so we had every 
kind of level of athletes that were on their team. But um, it was it was a great time. Uh, the team spirit means a lot. I remember that from um, from my former school. Uh, whenever, because we had a brand new arena for the track and field athletes at our school, and I remember when we did some spring training and stuff like that with the soccer team. Obviously, that was next door to this new arena, and I remember there were so many people at these uh, meets and. I thought to myself, like, there had to be like a thousand, you know, some, some athletes, and then of course a lot of fans. And but it makes sense now that you guys had to stay for five, six hours to support your teammates, and they do throwing, they run, uh, they jump, they do everything. So I, I always thought to myself, like, how many, how many people go to these events? But they're, they're, they're a ton. So there's a huge yeah. event because you know, at, at my soccer team we didn't have we didn't have that many people watching us playing soccer. <laughs> uh, so you run fourteen, fourteen seconds and eighty three hundredths of a second, and then you're done, and then you support your uh, the shot putters and the javelin throwers and and everybody else uh, the rest of that day. Yes, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. Team spirit is a big thing. Uh, it is big, but I mean, you're part of one. They talk a lot about being part of a big family in the U.S. When you're part of a team, you're instantly p- part of that, and it it means a lot. Uh, and also for, you know, can you explain like how the actual competitions do work? I mean, it's also about uh, getting a team victory in these events. So it does matter that you. You do well in your event, and you you can get points for your team. And then, of course, the the javelin throwers they they should also try and score points with you sharing sharing uh, sharing them on. But can you explain the the competition style and and how to win? How to win? Well, um, my team wasn't the the biggest one in the world. Maybe a, a smaller team compared to the schools around uh, Illinois or Wisconsin. So when we went to meet to score points, I think if you win, you have like eight points. If you're second, it's seven points and then downwards. So we always try to score points and, uh, and the coaches always wanted to score the most points. So, of course, they asked you, oh, can you do this event? Can you do this? Can you do more? And I remember one weekend they asked me... Uh, that was my first year. They asked me if I could do the HEC outdoor. This was on the college conference. They asked me if I could do the HEC, which is seven events. And then two relays, which was uh, four by one and four by 400. And then the hurdles, which was prelims. And then you had the finals. So, yeah, that would be 11, 11 12 events on, on two days. And that's a lot, a lot. So uh, I'm... I'm- that I get tired just listening to you talking about uh, that, uh, but th- this is n- I'm no longer the athlete that I, I, I used to be. Uh, I probably c- could have gotten into the cross country because I um, I was best without the ball. That was kind of my <laughs> role in the in the teams. I would just uh, uh, run all day, but uh, well, but le- less waiting time for you than Elisa when you were uh, doing 12, 12 uh, events in two days. Uh, it's yeah, the bright cool. side. But you, did you score a lot of points for your team? Yes, I did. My coaches were very happy. <laughs> 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 I scored a, 
uh, a lot of points at weekends. And how how um, is how is that? Um, I always wondered because when let's say you do a two hundred meter hurdle, where you put like one hundred percent energy into that, and then let's say an hour and a half later you have a sixty meter sprint or a hundred meter sprint. How how is that? Uh, when you put 100% energy into that 200 meter hurdle, how how fast does your body get ready to be to be you know running for a 100 meter sprint an hour later? How 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 is that? Yeah, one hour is not recommended. I think I heard they recommend at least three or four hours until the body can recover and and uh, be at its best. So definitely, when you're not in a really good shape, one hour feels very very short. Because uh, it's all out sprint, and then, uh, but I had to do that uh, many times because we, my I think my first three years, I did uh, four by one, which is always the first event, and then one hour later it was the hurdles. Yeah. So I did that for yeah almost three years, and then the last year I didn't do the four by one because I asked not to. <laughs> then and I did a lot better. Yeah. So, and that was just a one hour break. So, of course, in, it's a lot, but you get used to it. Again, you get better shape and um, yeah, you, your body gets used to it. Yeah. So, Elisa, uh, in front of me, I have sort of all your accolades throughout your years at, at college. And, and there's a lot, a lot more than I you know, managed to get throughout my ears. Um, what would you say um, before, obviously, you got invited to the um, NCAA Division Three Championship, the Nationals, in, in 2020? But before that, I see in 2017 and 2018 and 2019, you, you, you did it, got a lot of awards, a lot of, you broke a lot of, you know, personal records. Uh, what would you say were a standout for you uh, before that uh, National Championship in 2020? Well, uh, when I came to the U.S., I didn't know what nationals was. I didn't know what a CCIW was. Uh, I learned really quickly, quickly that um, it's a very big, big uh, event in the U.S., especially for uh, Wisconsin and uh, Illinois. So I think the CCIW, where I had uh, some... Um, Second and third in the hurdles uh, throughout the years was really big. There was one girl in my event, the 100 hurdles, that was impossible to beat. <laughs> she was top in the nation, and that was always my goal to beat her one day, which I did in one uh, one time, one event. She she might have uh, had a bad start, but uh, that was really cool. The CCIW is it's um, I think it was seven, maybe six or seven schools. And uh, the level is really high. Um, the atmosphere, it's, it's difficult to explain it, but it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Um, you have a lot of good athletes, and I think that, that maybe we're standing out the most, the uh, CCIW. Maybe the, the second in the hurdles. I think that was in 2018, maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, you, <clears throat> well, if I have it correctly here, there, there's a lot, but you, ha you have a fourth place in, in the 
pentathlon in 2017, a second place in the heptathlon in 2017. Then you have a third place in the 55 meters hurdles. Then you have a second place on the 100 meters hurdle in 2018. 60 meters hurdles, you have a third place. 60 meter hurdles, you have a second place in 2019. And then 60 meter hurdles, third place in, in 2020. So you, you did extremely well throughout all the years you were in the CCEI. Uh, a, lo a lot of points uh, for on the board for, for your beloved North Park. But I, I think the you, you talk about the conference you, you were competing in. Uh, and obviously across the country, there's there are loads of conferences. And this is more, you, you were competing mostly in Illinois, where Chicago is based. Uh, located and and neighboring state Wisconsin and there's a lot of schools there, but then like in South Carolina, you know the conference that my school uh, belonged to, we would compete in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, even Florida. So just you know it's more regional, uh, but it it means a lot to do well in your conference. You know that is of course your ticket to nationals if you do very well. But also for bragging rights, uh, and and uh, th this is a big part of why school sports are so important f for universities in the U.S. That there is that uh, uh, you know if you can beat your your local rivals, yeah. it means a lot for the for the athletes. Of course, you talk about it, but also the community and and everybody associated with the school. So it's different than what you're used to, and. and coming there and kind of representing something much bigger than yourself uh was that a you know did you feel pressure or was it more just nice to to have that challenge and show show them you can you can do it in a good way well in the beginning i, I might have been feeling a bit more pressured to do well for the school and more for the school than myself but then after a while you learn that I want to do this for myself, you know. Um, it got less pressure uh, after a while, uh, but it's not—it's not the most, you know, competitive school, the most competitive um, NCA division. So I feel like um, I was lucky to go to that school. Uh, you have um, so many coaches that support you. Even though if you do, if you do really bad, they will still support you, and you you have your teammates well. Um, so yeah, I I guess in some of the biggest NCAA Division One schools where they are expecting you to go on and and represent uh, the university in say Olympics, you know, that that is uh, of course the the highest level there is and probably comes with more pressure and there are some uh, international student athletes of course that that are in those positions but it's just so so many different levels and it's it's about finding what's right, right for, what's right for you the right fit uh, of course the sports important but but yeah, academics is a big part of it. Uh, in in North Park, you were able to finish your degree in three years. Normally, it takes four, but you were able to come in with some college credits based on some of the high school work you had done. You know that shaved you know twenty five percent of uh, a degree, which uh, uh, that can be a positive for many. Others would like to do the full four years. Uh, but it was interesting that you. 
you 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 could have finished in three years. You you started in January. You could have finished in December twenty nineteen, but you've actually graduated in in December uh, in in May twenty twenty. Uh, but you you so you did it in three and a half. But can you explain the little fun thing you did in order to push yourself uh, athletically? Uh, to, uh, for for North Park or or for yourself as well. So in 2019, uh, that was a big year for me where I became faster and faster every week. And so in the end of the season, I, I really wanted to go to the nationals. And I was so close. I think I was maybe 200s and or maybe 200s. I was number 23, I think. And then it's top 22 that goes. And that was very bittersweet. So that summer when I was home, my plan was to graduate in December 2019. But I thought to myself, oh, I have, I can go back and do it again. I just have to wait another semester to graduate in uh, in May. So that's when I decided in the summertime, okay, I need to try it again. So I was actually home for a semester and just training, working uh, until January 2020 when I came back and I was uh, even in better shape, which was the plan. So I was really very happy about that. Because uh, uh, obviously the fall, there's no real competition. You start maybe the indoor late in the fall semester, but you know what you were aiming at was the, the outdoor nationals, uh, which is the, that's what every hungry, uh, track athlete uh, is trying to compete that uh, that's the best best uh, athlete from your your division there's obviously a separate nationals for division one separate for division two separate for division three that's where you wanted to 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 compete um, uh, and, and you you did th that is a big thing that you did there that you kind of said something about your goals you had uh, and how much it meant for you to actually You'd set a goal and you just desperately wanted to reach that and worked really hard to get there and, and you managed in the end. Yes, I did. So my plan was to make it to nationals outdoor because I was I'm a better 100 meter hurdle runner than a 60 meter hurdle uh, and indoor it's 60 meter hurdle. So in uh, from January to March we were competing and then in February there was a meet and. Uh, University of Chicago. The thing was that that year, the level was a lot higher than last year. So everybody was running faster for some reason. And then you had my teammate, Jose. He he was from Spain and he also did hurdles and uh, and the deck, the heck indoor. Uh, and we started together at North Park. Uh, so we were also supposed to graduate uh, together. And. Uh, yeah, at the meet at the University of Chicago, I uh, I run uh, 8.92, and that was really, really fun. So I knew that after I ran that I didn't make it to the Nationals, because the time was maybe like 8, uh, eight the nine or nine blank to make it but then everyone was running faster and and we still had a couple of more weeks but we knew like my coaches and my teammates knew that 
that time that's going to make it to nationals. So I was super excited. I finally reached my goal after two, three years. And um, later, Hussein, my teammate also, he made it. So that was really fun that two of two of the people at the Vikings were competing for the Vikings, made it to nationals, which was huge for us. And um, that, that's my favorite moment when, when I accomplished it because nothing felt better when you have been working so hard for it to, to make it. And especially when I, when I was home for, for half a year, just training for that. It's a lot of emotion coming out uh, for reaching a goal. Uh, and this was in March 2020, and we all know what happened in March 2020. Uh, something called COVID all of a sudden is here. Uh, so it probably didn't turn out exactly... You reached your goal, but to compete there, I mean, it was uh, cancelled, and unfortunately couldn't do... do uh, show what... Show, everybody in the nation what you what you could do uh at, at that meet because uh, there was no meet in the end uh, yes. but still the accomplishment was there uh and and not just that i mean here we're talking all american honors yeah. uh based on your academic uh accomplishments as well uh or academic all american i mean these are awards that are you know the highest you can achieve uh, in in your division, and you you, you got there after a, a fantastic uh, progression of a college career. Since you started, you just up up and up. Uh, mm. So if if must have felt good to finish on that high note, not with meets being cancelled because of COVID, but yeah, you uh, it's a testament that you did extremely well, well, well um, progressed. Yes, indeed. So I was also working really hard at school as well because I had high ambitions and and uh, I wanted really good grades. Uh, so I worked extra hard maybe the two last years of uh, the college degree and also on the track side. Because uh, in the beginning when I started college, it was all like, wow, everything is in English. You have to learn everything they do. They have papers, you have presentations, you have exams, you have everything all every week it's something like that and it's it's a lot to get used to uh, but eventually you get used to it and um, it's a lot of learning and I'm a big believer of uh, you never stop learning so um, I took the opportunity and I'm really happy about it <laughs> they're very good at uh, recognizing uh, achievements I mean both in the classroom and and, and here in the, in the in the stadium for for track athletes uh is that something you uh you you, you find a, a good thing or is it more that we're a bit more uh you know we're not so used to that maybe in in europe or scandinavia or, or england or wherever you're from i don't know yeah we i learned a lot about uh bragging you can say <laughs> and then you have they do have a lot of awards and uh, a lot of big words to everything, but I kind of like it because it looks good on your resume and uh, <laughs> it might get too much uh, sometimes because you're, you know, you're from a Nordic country, you have Jantelöven uh, and uh, you're not supposed to think that you're better than anyone else, but eventually you realize that it, it's okay to brag a little bit. <laughs> 
or let others do the bragging for you. Yeah, yeah maybe that. <laughs> but um, you know, you talk, we, we haven't really spoken much about uh, your your degree and, and academics. But uh, you, what did you study in the end? My major was uh, business management, so I took a bachelor's science degree. Mm-hmm. How you obviously went to Australia? You did your gap year and. Sp- started seeing how the world works outside where you're from which is a big step uh but then how how had your high school uh and, and maybe your english skills how prepared were you for studying at the, an american university you said it took you a bit of time yeah well yes so there's a big difference between talking speaking english as i do now and and come to school and then you have all these terms and words in English, uh, like economic-wise for my major. And uh, it's it's a lot to take in, but uh, you just have to repeat it and um, and it can get be overwhelming in the beginning. Um, but I think for me, communicating on English with my teammates and, and the professors were, that went more easy or better than expected to be because the professors are they are so welcoming and and i remember my first week in a bible study i was really i was very worried about uh, about that class because um my english wasn't the best either and and i talked to a professor and i said hey so uh i haven't i, I really don't know much about the bible and uh, can you can you help me with uh, what I any like study tip and and he was just smiling. He said, "Yeah, of course, I'm going to help you. We can we can go we can go to the coffee shop and we can grab a coffee and we can talk and and you know that would never happen in Norway. Uh, and uh, they're just very helpful and uh, and uh, you learn a lot doing a lot of paper and a lot of having a lot of exams. Do how they want you to to do it." It's a bit more structured, maybe, with that you you don't have to do everything for one big exam at the end, and that's your grade. Mm-hmm. Which in other countries might be the be the case, but uh, that you gradually have to just do work and and get get results, and then it all ends up with being one one grade at the end. Uh, probably easier that way. A bit more a bit more high school style of uh, how to, to study, which I, I also enjoy that a lot because uh, you don't have to procrastinate and do everything right at the end. Uh, uh, but, but of course you had the... North Park is a, is a private school. It's also affiliated with... Uh, with uh, and This is why you did the, the Bible study that it's affiliated to a Christian church. Uh, uh, it's obviously it works very differently from from school to school, um, but it's also probably a, to to get a better worldview, to 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 actually learn a little bit more about the Bible or the Quran or, or whatever the religion might be. It actually is quite helpful. Uh, and I mean, I know Trolls, you've you've actually read the Bible, not in a class. You just decided, yeah, I want to do, I want to read that to understand. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and also to better. You know, to not to well, well, you're free in a discussion about uh, religion or the Christianity or, or or the Bible. I wanted to be sort of, I wanted to understand it. It's it's tough to understand uh, the Bible reading it once, but it's. It, I feel like it was a 
uh, a little bit of an eye opener for me to to read actually read the Bible and and to to better understand it. I'm I'm not religious at all, but I just wanted to do it because I wanted to see what what all the hype has been about for the last two thousand years. So I wanted to do that. Uh, yes. But yeah, it is it is different from from what we're used to in in Norway, wouldn't you say, Elisa? Yeah, very different. And you know, we had our gospel as well, and uh, and I went to the gospel several times, and and uh, I get very emotional when uh, when I go into a gospel because there's something about the atmosphere there as well, and they do a lot of singing. It's not like going to the church in in Norway. Uh, so they talk and they give a speech and they give like very, very life changing uh, speeches and they sing and it's just, I think, I think it was amazing. Yeah, it is different. But so obviously you've been a very, you know, dedicated student athlete uh, throughout your years at North Park. Uh, you know, there is a reason why you became an all-American athlete and an all-American, you know, academic Uh you lived in the Windy City, Chicago, which is the third biggest city in the U.S., a really well-known city. I've been there once. I love the city. Uh, did you get a chance to explore the what Chicago really has to offer during your time at college? Yes, of course I did. So Chicago can get really cold in the wintertime uh, and very windy, of course. In the summertime, it can get really warm as well. So... I remember one day it was um, it was like oh breaking breaking records. It was minus thirty, and then the wind got it into minus fifty. It was very intense. We weren't allowed to go outside, uh, but then we had Norwegians at the school that were like taking a bath and uh, taking photos, and then posted on uh, social media because uh, we are used to this weather. But uh, it's a really windy city and can get really cold in the winter time. But the summer starts. Or like spring starts in early March, so it's amazing weather until uh, October, maybe even November. I, I had a lot of friends visiting me and family, so I always have to do the sightseeing stuff and the fun stuff in the city every time. Every year I had a visit, so um, you have you know you have all the skyscrapers, and then you have the river. We have the beach that we go to in summertime. It's a lot of events going on all the time. It's so many restaurants, so many good restaurants. And then you have, uh, you know, you have football, you have basketball games and like a full stadium. You have, uh, you have um, this, um, uh, what do you call it? aquarium. Uh, you basically have everything. Everyone who's living in a city in Chicago, they say it's the best city in the world. And <laughs> I understand why they say that. Yeah. Many compare it to uh, New York with the the range of things you can do there. Uh, it's like a different version of, of New York, and you know the rivers going through. You have uh, fantastic Lake Michigan there, and also why it's so windy. It's quite flat. It's when you go up in like Sears Tower, which is like uh, uh, used to be the tallest uh, building in the world, and then you see. Uh, fantastic views uh the rooftop bar there just unbelievable but then you just understand like how big this city really is when you just lo look and it's completely flat all around it and 
completely mind blowing. I think to to because there's so many skyscrapers there, uh, and also I think they filmed, you know, with all these tunnels they have. They filmed the Batman movies. I think they did in in Chicago. So you, it's a very interesting place yeah. to explore. You, you had a lot of time to. Because you know you talk about the season and every weekend you had meets f from January till till May. Did you was it more in the fall that you, you you had spare time to to do stuff in the city? Yes. So in in the fall I did a lot of traveling when I could, but also you know you have Thanksgiving break and then you have Easter break, you have uh, Christmas break, you have um, many holidays. So. But mostly in the fall, I did a lot of traveling. So I had friends that were also studying in, in Hawaii and in LA, in North Carolina, New York. And and so, you know, I, we love traveling Norwegians. So yeah. <laughs> I jumped on the airplane and I visit them and you explore different kind of states and uh, dif different kind of cities. So that's what I love the most about having, uh, you know, Easter, Thanksgiving break. You can go away for a bit. But also traveling in in Chicago, it's uh, it's a really big city, and it's a lot to see there as well. That's something I always sort of advise about is to explore if you have the opportunity to explore the U.S. Because you know, I I was in the New England area. You obviously were in Chicago. Came more down in the south. It's almost like three different countries within one country. When you're going to different states, going to different areas, it's it's very very different, and it's always something I I advise people uh, to do uh, if you have the time to to explore different parts of the U.S. Because you know, traveling from the traveling from Chicago to North Carolina, it's two very different places to live. Yes, it is. It's only two hours flight, but it's it's like another country. Yeah. And what's your favorite place after having seen so much of the U.S., Elisa? That is easy. That's Hawaii, <laughs> Honolulu. That was my Aloha. favorite vacation. That's a place I've never been. Always wanted yeah, to explore. I've been out there. Yeah, nice, nice beaches. Beautiful. So you explored uh, the this big country, the United States. Uh, you obviously didn't get the, the right ending to this because of uh, because of covid with your graduation and, and everything being uh, disrupted with that but nonetheless you got your fantastic bachelor's degree you've done great uh, but now it was time to, to 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 head back home and continue your your journey here um, uh, how was the change to coming home i mean disregard uh covid and everything but just being not not being in the u.s anymore was there a big change for you well when i got back uh i still had i was supposed to have two more months and uh, i was supposed to have like an internship and and then you have all the track events and, and all that so i was kind of i was very devastated coming back because i missed on the most two most important months from my perspective, uh, but when I got back, also there was other things that was more importantly. Um, but I missed it. <laughs> it took only a couple of days, and then I missed the U.S. because uh, 
you know, you're, you're in your own bubble and you have your friends and you have, they become your family. So when you get back and uh, you didn't get the chance to say goodbye, it was, uh, it was really hard. And it took me a lot of time until I could eventually start um, going back to normal life again. Uh, but I still had online, so I had two, two more months uh, chatting with my classmates and uh, the professors online. Was it, um, you talk about your family kind of away from home, many people that we've sp- spoken to, they, they refer to your, your friends and your the other student athletes, uh, pretty much the school environment as, as that, your, you know, your family away from home, but uh, uh, was it just Americans at the school, more international feel? You know, how, how was the, the, the network of friends that you got? There were people from all around the world. So we had a lot of Swedish people, of course. We had English people, Spain, from Germany, from uh, Japan. Literally everything. It was a very international school, but at the same time, maybe 7 80% were Americans. And they were also from many different states. So I did get a lot of American friends. But our track team was half international and then half Americans. Uh, uh, but I also did a lot of international international friends, so my network is from all around the world. Yeah. And when we're when we are allowed to travel again, you have a lot of places to visit because of that, right? Yes, yes, I do. I think we're all longing for to to meet up with people that we've studied with or uh, go go back to the US and visit. Um, whenever that is possible so that that's great and that's one of the but th- those will we'll get through that and then the, the relationships last uh, and of course you won't be able to see see your good friends that often but when you do get to meet them it's uh, it's, it's fantastic you know weddings and you know all those events where a lot of people end up meeting in different parts of the world uh, one of my favorite things about about uh, having such a an experience as an international student athlete um but you know, you come back and you weren't done studying yet. You uh, you wanted to add some more. You, you talked about learning. You should never stop learning. And now you're learning more at one of Norway's best uh, schools, doing your masters in business. It's called you know for civil economy uh, or civil ekonom in Norwegian. That's what that's what you're doing now. And uh, how's your everyday life as a student uh, currently? Um, so it's still still busy, still doing track. So uh, student life here is a lot different. And um, you know how we always have the exam in the end of the semester, but still I have developed the, the structure, the routine to study all of the semester. Uh, what I learned in the America at North Park. So um, it's basically the same as before, except that we're not at the moment not traveling and competing a lot in track um, naturally because of COVID but um, in school wise we uh, we don't have you know we don't have the presentations papers it's only the exam to focus on which is also a good thing but to be honest I like more having having exams throughout the semester because then they can follow up how you're doing uh, but you know the um, Getting different experience and uh, gaining a new perspective is uh, what I'm doing now. <laughs> it's NT and you. 
Yeah, and it's important to see that you can use uh, a bachelor's that you got uh, uh, and use that uh, at good schools back here um, and, and, and to continue. Because uh, a, lot, a lot of our students, they do end up studying more. Uh, they're not done with uh, after a bachelor's. Of course, you, you can only compete at, as a student athlete for a number of years, so you can't do that for for your full degrees in the master's and and stuff but it, it's still um you know it, it, i think the feedback we get from students that are continuing to study is that they're set up in a very good way for more learning with with their degrees um from, from the us and that you know some get degrees from world-renowned huge schools and others in you know, north park is uh, it's a good school but it's not like one that is internationally ranked it's a much smaller private schools so is very different you know uh, it's not on the map in the same way as a say an ivy league school like princeton or harvard or something like that but it's uh, you you've still gotten you're on a great path to some to doing something very good with your with your business degrees now yes i was really happy to get accepted here at uh, ntu because when i got back it was really hard getting a job and so I wanted to do a master's degree. So, yeah, I was really happy when I realized I can still have two more years of studying. And you say you compete in track still. Uh, of course, it's been very disruptive now with, with, uh, with sports. Uh, and you're not, now you're more representing a club and it's not a school thing anymore. Uh, uh, do you manage to keep up? Uh, in the same way you would as if you were part of a, a, a North Park uh, track uh, team? We have, so I trained with a, with a um, club slash team here and it's a lot different uh, from, from what I'm used to but, uh, but I really enjoy uh, training with uh, a group again because if I were able, I couldn't be able to work out alone again uh, with having no having no coach, uh, and I have a great coach now, and we try to compete as as much as we can do now as COVID allows us to. Uh, and I think eventually, this season, I hope summer time we will be able to, and and we'll see how track. How far I can, how fast I can get. Yeah, not how far, but how fast exactly. <laughs> but uh, so. Some of the things that you've learned in the U.S. have you brought that back into your group right now? That is helping them. Well, it's for track wise, for for the training wise, I would say some new exercises and, and some new perspective. But the coaches is the one who decide what we're gonna do in our program. Uh, well, of course, we're allowed to to have some ideas and uh, and all that, but. Uh, I think bringing back some more spirit, the spirit for for a club here in Norway is not the same in, in the US because you have a really team spirit. And um, well, I hope so. I hope you think so that I bring some spirit into the team <laughs> that I have learned. Yeah. Need the more cheerleaders and the big uh, groups where they really, uh, uh, you know, chair for the teams i think that's you know they're really good at making these events uh just awesome yeah. in, in the states we might have some something to learn from there yeah, um, definitely 
but to to wrap things up, Lisa, it's been really great to talk with you. Uh, to to the listeners here, your advice about uh, the U.S. journey. What, what are the what are what are the important things for them to consider and think about? Yeah, so I would say, first of all, I would say, as Nike says, just do it, because that's what I did. And just because you have a bad week doesn't mean you will have a bad college experience. It's going to get really busy, so plan ahead and take advantage of the opportunities, because they will be right in front of you, and you have to take them. <laughs> um, and so... You have to accept the uh, cultural cultural difference differences. And that's going to make you of the college life a lot easier, I would say. Um, and just because this is the way my school that I went to uh, were doing things doesn't mean schools in Georgia or New York they might operate in a different way. But um, you can always you can also transfer. You can you can uh, um, try different schools if it's not the right fit for you. You're not locked into to the one you end up going to. I think majority will will probably like it there. Uh, but that, that's of course you, you you don't probably know until you've actually been there and experienced it and get into things. That's uh, everything can look great on paper, but you actually have to, you actually have to go there and and be there and soak it up and be open-minded because I think for all internationals coming, uh, it is a big change in the beginning and it's how quickly you will adapt to to your new family away from home. But they're, they're opening their arms uh, wide open for you in the US and they want to make you, uh, you to be a success there, which is a good thing. Isn't that right, Trolls? Yep, 100% couldn't say it better. Great. On that note, Elisa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I think it's great uh, to get your your insight uh, and inspire others. And you've done great so far. And we're looking forward to following uh, uh, your journey as it continues, both in track, but also in business world. And thank you again for having me. I had a blast. Great. Fun.